On this episode of American Reef, we're going to take a look at that Paletta Nanotank. about a year or so since we've seen that Nano. So I figured, hey, it's a good time to actually kind of bring it up. And what's really cool about this one is we're gonna see this Nano basically at its prime. And then what Mike's doing is he's actually tearing it down and rebuilding it. And so we'll also have video after the rebuild. And uh, this video here is probably a good six months old because I've already just captured the, uh, the second round of video Thus, the reason I wanted to kind of release these back to back. So now you know what's coming up on the next video. Again, a lot of good content, very, very much so worth watching, right? Uh, also, speaking of good content, Bulk Reef Supply just released a uh, feeding video, right? Are You Feeding Too Much? I believe is the title of it. And again, to me, it's a very great topic because one of the reasons I love the American Reef HPD food, right, is because it kind of regulates that. And for new hobbyists, you need that because they haven't quite figured out that what goes in has to come out one way, shape, or form, or it becomes a nutrient sink and bad things happen. So again, great video. Again, that's on the YouTube channel of Bulk Reef Supply. Also, speaking of the videos, Premium Aquatics YouTube channel, um, I don't think a lot of people realize they're doing giveaways on their videos, right? And this last video, basically what they're doing is they're giving away the Ecotech uh, Vectra. Um, and, and again, that's a serious prize, and I just think that everybody should know and get a crack at kind of winning that thing. So again, that's the Premium Aquatics um, YouTube channel. So again, very much worth checking out. And as always, if, uh, if you're looking for that American Reef HPD, which I think is the best fish food on the planet, just go to AmericanReefHPD.com or just go to American Reef channel and uh, from there you'll basically see a link to the store. So on that note, let's check out the, uh, the Paletta Nano Tank in all of its glory. Come a long way. I love it. It's tank. actually grown way faster and way more than I expected at this level. So believe it or not, next week <laughs> this is this little baby 26 is going to become a slightly bigger 40. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take uh, a couple of the zoanthid colonies because they've just overgrown everything. Right. Uh, put them up in the upstairs sunlight tank. Uh, spread this thing out. Uh, believe it or not, I've had to take out three of the Goniaporas in here because they got too big and too aggressive with the other Goniaporas. Put those in. What did you mean a Goniapora is attacked? Well, yeah, the Goniaporas are nasty. I didn't realize that. I thought they were pretty cool. Oh, no. They, they fight with everything. They fight with each other. They're oh. very aggressive toward one another. 
They've killed off a purple uh, gondia pour I had in here, uh -huh. and they've irritated a green and a yellow that were in here. So those are now sitting in the frag tank, coming back hopefully to life. Uh, the affiliates also send out sweepers all the time, sure, obviously. Sure, those, yeah. So I'm going to have more space for those. Uh, the tank's going to be roughly six inches longer and two inches wider, the uh, same depth, uh, but there won't be that ledge at the back. Mm -hmm. So there'll be more space to put things. Uh, there'll be this radion and a 15 watt radion okay, on top so of it. Okay. So it'll cover that. Uh, the overflow will be on this end and drop mm -hmm. straight down into the sump. Mm -hmm. The MP10 will be sitting down here, or I may go to an MP40 down the line. Mm -hmm. But they'll be blowing everything across. Uh, there will also be a little Tunzi power head in the back behind the rock that I will flick on and off as I want to blow all the detritus out of the back. Sure, sure. Because right now it accumulates there, I can get to it, but I want to make things easier. And with that overflow sitting here and with the power head blowing it across, sure. it'll draw it out a lot faster. Sure, sure. So this tank has, right now has close to 30 fish in it, which is insane. Well, so some of these fish are coming out as well. Right. Uh, I wouldn't recommend this for anyone, but since this runs into the sump for the 500, yeah. I can get away with the filtration. But the uh, pair of flame wrasses, Hawaiian flame wrasses that are big and beautiful are coming out. Right. As is the Aldebaransis uh, Pseudochromis. Even though it's tank raised from ORA, it still is an aggressive son of a gun. So it's going out and going into the big tank. Yeah. So they've been acclimated, they're calm. I figure this will take about six or eight hours to do. So it hopefully mm -hmm. won't be that bad. <laughs> but bad. I, I, I have enough boxes and I have enough buckets right, right. that I can take everything out, keep it all separate. Uh, temperature's right right now. I have 50 gallons of makeup water in there. <laughs> so this tank will be done. There'll be more space. And I mean, one of the reasons this tank probably has done so well, first off, as I said, it's connected to the 500, so it has two huge skimmers skimming it. Right. It also gets fed once a week, heavily fed, where I turn off all the flow, I turn off the power head. Everything gets uh, treated with reef chilies and reef roids, uh -huh. mixed into a slurry with frozen copepods and frozen rotifers. And then I use this interesting looking syringe uh -huh. where I cut the tip off a little bit and everything gets dosed polyp by polyp. Okay. It takes about half an hour to do it. Okay. But the amount of growth and health I've seen in everything since everything gets fed right. is significant. Right, and you can see it too. Right. Well, there's a, uh, all these different acans have kept their color. Right. The favias have all grown. The chalices have all grown. What's interesting is when I put this slurry on them, it just lays on them. And then 15 minutes later, when I turn the lights on or turn right. the pumps back on, you can see this massive amount of mucus coming out of the chalices where they've been yeah. drawing in the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've, they've enjoyed this a lot, needless to say. Uh, there's also a lot of little tiny fish in here that have done well, a lot of Yasuhasa goby, rose antenna gobies. Uh, there's a dart uh, uh, tile fish that never comes out. Uh -huh. So, and this tank currently gets fed three or four times a day still with HBD, with uh, Calanus and uh, P.E. Mysis, and as you can see, everybody will come out to eat now. <laughs> yeah, look, right? Yeah. Here, let's kind of zoom in on that.
Because to your point, normally they're behind the rocks. Yeah, particularly with me standing here, they hide a lot. I mean, there's a, oh, and the one thing I should point out that you got a picture of. Yeah. And I don't want you all to go run out and buy one. But there's a crinoid now that I'm happy to report has been living in this tank for roughly eight months. And he lives under this uh, A-can. And because the tank gets fed a small, tiny foods often, and I target feed him twice a week, he has survived. He's not lost any arms. He is, from my point of view, slightly bigger. Right. Very rarely I'll come down at two or three o'clock at night to check things, and he'll be perched on a rock just waving. Right. And it's pretty impressive. Right. But just to be able to keep, I've never kept one this long. Right, right, right. So this is the first crinoid I've kept. And like I said, I feed them the reef chili and reef roids, uh, cyclops and rotifers, mix it to a slurry, and I feed that to him as well. Right. And it seems to be working. Uh, and I'd target? Love I target feed him because okay. I know where he is. Okay. Uh, initially, I thought he died because right. I didn't see him for three months. He was in the back. He was in the back. But now that he knows that he gets fed there, hey. and the current is such that it blows the yeah. food right there, yeah, yeah. he on. stays there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a yellow crinoid. I, when the new tank is up, I may get another one, yeah. just to see if I'm just lucky or stupid sure, or what. Whatever it is, right? But I mean, it's because it's such a cool organism. It always reminds me of a miniature kraken. Yeah. lots of wrasses in here there's lots of blennies gobies uh, there's a starfish that's not been in there for seven months I was gonna say when we taped last time that was the gift that you got your wife yep right? it's still there still doing strong uh, yeah but what's interesting to me is that the acans for the most part have kept their colors the bower bankies are just as colorful right uh, I have a chalice here that's burning the bottom of the bower banky and I move it and every night I come down and it's back close again. <laughs> so in the new tank, it'll be further away and I'm probably gonna glue it down a little bit. Right. Just so these things don't move as much. Because right. I have an extra two inches in the front. Right. So I'm, I'm not gonna fill that with stuff like I typically do. But like this chalice here, you can see the front of it. This yep. was half dead from getting killed from the Favia. It's grown back from being fed and now it's growing up the glass. So. Needless to say, feeding an LPS tank takes a little bit of time, but it's well worth it in terms of the health of the corals and the growth and the coloration. I mean, you can't see it now with the white light on, no, but when the blue still, lights are on at night. You still can see it. It pops. It's nice. Uh, but when the blue lights are on, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's really. crazy good looking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for that one there, though, you haven't done a lot of changes, right? I mean, as far as you set it up, right? I set it up and I've let it go. Right. And it started looking good three months in. Sure. And now here we are seven or eight months in. It still looks good. It still looks good. I mean, the only thing I've had to do is take stuff out because it's gotten so big. Right, right. I, I've not really added anything. I've not really, I, uh, 
added the uh, flame rasses two months ago. And what else did I add in the last month? Uh, there's a little shepherd's angel in here, too. I was going to say, yeah, a little Yeah, that got added, added two months ago, too. Yeah. Other than that, there's really, everything's pretty much gotten used to each other. And and then, uh, and so again, you know, filtration-wise, that's tied into the big system. Right. As far as flow, though, you only have that one MP10 on it? I only have the one MP10, and I have the flow coming in. Okay. But I've had to turn that around because it was splashing too much, and okay. I knew I'm going to take it off and change it. So when I do that, I'm going to adjust it some. So on the new tank, you're saying you're going to change that around so it doesn't splash, or what's? I'm going to change it around so it doesn't splash. I'm going to use the Vivid has a uh, fixed uh, jet that actually yes. go moves the current around in different ways without yes. having any moving parts. That's going to go on here. Got it. Got it. I was going to say it's funny because when you look at even like the the hammer slash euphilia garden, whatever you want to call that. Like, even with the flow, they aren't moving like the Ghanis, right? Like, you see the Ghanis yeah. swaying? No, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm hoping to get more flow in here. Whenever this was blowing, I uh, was getting more flow on those. Yeah, but even at that, I don't know. To me, whatever it is, it's working right yeah, now. Yeah, no, right? no, the euphilias were moving more when I had the flow going in. Okay. So that, that's one of the things I need to change. I try to take it out to adjust it, but for whatever reason, i got to take the whole top off to do that. With the rasses in there, I'm not taking the top off because I know I'll come back and something will have jumped out and I'll miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then uh, the lighting schedule on this one, is it 100? Is it 75? What's the It's running at 60%. 60%. Okay. Yeah. Eventually, I'll bump it up to play 75%. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's working. Uh, yeah, yeah. The zoanthids are popping and growing. I mean, that big orange zoanthid in the back was a Tonga zoanthid that I used to get years ago that I could never keep alive. It came in with probably 15 zoanthids yeah. on it. Probably has 100 now yeah, right. in four or five months. Right. right. So, and all of the uh, zoanthids that are on the overflow, yep. those are all on plugs, and those all came in with one or two zoanthids on them. Yeah, and now there's the same thing 100, 200, I don't know. Yeah, no, now there's 20 per plug. So. Yeah. yeah. And those are quote unquote named zoanthids, yeah. which to me, if you're sitting in a chair, they all look like zoanthids. Yeah, that's my, I mean, I was going to say, that's my issue, but at the same time, I still love it, meaning yeah. from a distance, they're popping. Like yeah. Kevin's, yeah. that tank. From a distance at night, this tank pops. Right. right. Even more than this tank does, but this tank's still a lot of frags sure. and a lot of live rock. Sure. Here, basically no live rock. Right, right, exactly. Well, okay, so when you take and move the big one over, other than the filtration, right, and the flow that you're talking about, you're not adding any additional rock? You're I have two pieces, small pieces of Tonga finger rock okay. to put in to put a brace in. And depending on what I need to spread things out, I want to open it up a little bit more. Okay. But we'll see what we get. Okay. Because until I do it, right. You know, I want it to be close to this. Uh -huh. I mean, the zoanthids will be over here, the euphilia is over there, and all the stuff on the bottom. Right. And the Ghania pearls will have their spot. Right. Because like I said, I have five pores in there that used to be in here that I had to take out. So I'd like to fit at least three of them because some of them are really spectacular. I don't know. I like the ones you got there. No, the ones in there are actually better. Really? I took them off because they were getting irritated by these other ones. So you mean that big kind of yellowy golden... Uh, no, the, the one in your frack tank. Yeah. Okay, so he was getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Right? By which one? He was getting killed by the red, plain red one. No, kill him. That's amazing. Yeah. Like I said, because in my mind, they were always 
No, they're not just simple docile. They, yeah. There's a reason there's fields of goniopora. They kill everything that's around them. <laughs> and they, they grow. I mean, I've never had them grow like this. Right. I exactly. mean, all of these were basically little yes. plugs when we've started. Yeah. And in six months, they've all grown into these monsters. That's awesome. Yeah, because the one in that tank, when he's open, is yeah, fist and this much ball. bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with orange tips on red polyps. I mean, it's a, a beautiful yeah. Goniopora. Yeah, so I can't wait fun. to put them in here. Yeah. And so, again, as far as that goes, you'll play around with the rock. Um, anything different uh, from a, we'll say the, say how you, like you say, you've got the acans up front, right? Does that gonna be open or is it gonna keep I'd like to have one open spot, like in the middle. Okay. Or I might have two chalices going down. Okay. But it's still gonna be, for lack of a better term, this looks more fruit standish, but in a small tank, everything grows over and it becomes a fruit stand. Right. So yeah. I'm hoping by taking out two of the big zoanthids, I'm also going to create more rock. Because I mean, those are nice, but they're not as nice as the stuff that's in here. Right. 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 So this is probably going to go over to the one far edge mm -hmm. and run up the overflow, and that'll allow more room for euphilias and goniopores. And now, um, since that's tied to the main display. Um, when you stopped basically dosing, you know, the, the trace elements, etc., did you see any difference in there? Not at all. Because right? I was still feeding this tank. Okay. I just totally stopped feeding that tank, but this tank was still getting fed once a week. Okay. So the food had compensated yeah. no matter what. Every Thursday this gets fed, and every Saturday there's a water change. Okay. The other thing I do when I turn the pumps on, uh -huh. I put a sock on the overflow coming out. Sure. So I take all the gunk out before it goes into... There's no reason to have to break that up. Sure. Because I, I, I'm sure I overfeed this tank when I feed it. No. But there's so many mouths. Right. So the sock's on for an hour, and then take the right. sock off and clean it. Right. Man, that's still a beautiful tank. Yeah, I mean, you can't really see the orange hammers and the yellow, how yellow and orange they are. But at night when the blue lights are on. That's when they're popping. Yeah. Well, where are the uh, orange and yellow ones? The yellow one's here. Okay. The orange ones are right behind the two blue gonaporas, and there's another orange one in the back. Okay. See, what I hope to do is spread them out a little bit more over distance so you can see the colors. Sure, sure. Because the only thing I, I have lost a couple of euphilias that got killed by other euphilias, just overgrowing them. Sure, sure. So I'm hoping to avoid that. But yeah. once it's a once it's a 40 gallon tank, I don't have any room because it come right to the edge of the sump. I can't really go over the sump because I have tubing and other things. Although, no, it's going to be interesting to see how I, what I have to do. I know I'm going to have to yeah. cut that and put, yeah, I'm probably going to cut that and put a union there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, how much flow do you think you got, or I shouldn't say flow, how, how much new water are you flowing into your tank from the main system? Uh, this is this is roughly running 150 gallons an hour, so it's okay. running six times okay. its volume. Okay. Which, you know, is a right. little, it's right. not a ton, but it's enough to keep things clean. Right, right, exactly. And again, the end result is that, which is nice. Right? Yeah, what, what I hope to do is in the when the new tank's up is run even more flow in. Okay. Run at about 300 gallons an hour. Sure. To increase the flow and increase the amount of pickup of detritus and get things out of the tank faster. Sure. Good deal. Well, I guess at that point, we'll probably do an update. <laughs> we'll do an update when we do the update on the big right. time. Stay tuned, right? No, there's always something. I don't stop. <laughs> Thank you, my God. Thanks, everyone.